0: This is The Coacharium, where coaches go to grow. Coacharium, like a terrarium for coaches. It's the pocket-sized podcast for leaders who coach to gain skills and confidence. Welcome to The Coacharium.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Coacharium. If you haven't listened before, we are Wendy, Dana, and Gary, and this is the smallest podcast spread over the longest distance. 5,000 miles from San Diego via Dallas to London, England. We started the Coacharium as a space for pocket-sized, practical, and actionable ideas, tips, and stories for leaders who coach. Why? Because that's who we are too. We're all coaches, and we've all also been leaders in the corporate world. And we know from experience that your most precious asset is time. So we're not going to take up much of yours. Dana and Gary here is the mini icebreaker this or that. So today I'm wondering which do you prefer startups or established organizations? Where do you where do you find yourself feeling most comfortable?
0: I'm going to start here because on the day of recording, I'm literally on day one of a new job in a relative startup, albeit it's been around for three years, but it's a team of about 30 people who are very much operating as a startup. And it's my first time ever working in that kind of environment, startup environment. And I have to say, I'm really, really enjoying it one day in. Um, and I didn't know whether I would, but I get it. There's so much energy and vibrancy and uh, creativity. I absolutely love it.
2: I have to say startups, I've been, you know, my husband's an entrepreneur, my daughter's an entrepreneur, and I felt like I was an, you know, intrapreneur at Southwest Airlines. So I feel like I get more energy when there's a new, something new that's being built as opposed to an old established something. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and I just want to define that, that word entrepreneur for Thank our you. audience. Um, so yeah, do you want to define that for them?
2: Yeah, so that's like being an entrepreneur within an organization where you're given uh, a sense of innovation and opportunities to build something new from the ground up and create and um, I have ideation. And hi, am I, um, and I think you do too, um, y'all do too. So um, it's, it's fun to be a part of something new. It energizes me
1: yeah, and I'm right there with you. Mm-hmm. I also really appreciate startup atmospheres. Uh, and I love that entre that entrepreneur option mm-hmm. too, right? to to start something new within an established business. Uh, that feels really fun as well. But okay, so that's all exciting to talk about, especially with your new changes, Gary. That's exciting. Thank you. But in this particular episode, we have a question that we are, we're considering. So uh, this question is, how do you keep your team engaged when leaders are transitioning? So Dana, why don't you get us started on this one? What do you think?
2: Yeah, so this is a great question. And I love um, to hear y'all's feedback as well. So right, we're in the middle of the Great Reshuffle even within our team, everybody's reshuffling, doing something different or new. Um, and we're continuing to see that with the clients that I have right now and with um, my past uh, coworkers. I'm seeing that. And so the people that are still behind staying when a leader has left, it's how, does, how do they have that mindset to keep the team engaged um, during this time? And I think one of the things that I love to talk about is change. And that's what we're talking about is, because change management is ongoing. It doesn't stop. It, it, there's not like, oh, we're going to have this change and then we're not going to have another change. It is constant. And so I think a leader that understands change and can help move their people through change is pretty powerful. So when you've got a situation with you know a leader who's transitioning and you've got a team, people see change as loss. And so helping them feel engaged. And I think one of the things I, I'm a big believer in is putting the oxygen mask on yourself first. So it, if you're managing the team and a leader has just left, the biggest thing for you is take care of you first and make sure that you are taking care of your well being, that you've got a coach, that you're aware of your feelings too and can be able to call those out and, and say those and talk to somebody about those. But and at the same time, I think it's so important for that leader to know the business inside and out and use this opportunity to stretch themselves and to grow. But more importantly than any of that, I mean, I think taking care of the leader is number one. Number two is being an empathetic listener. The folks on the team are going to need to know they've got somebody they can trust. And trust comes with consistency. So how do you build trust and show consistency during the times of reshuffling? And it's setting up daily, weekly habits that you have as a leader that your team can count on you for. Having that open door policy, making sure that they hear your values and that they understand that you're going to be that one inspiring them. Because I think... If you're being that leader that can come in and bring value and inspire and listen, you're going to be energizing the team. And here's the secret. People don't know what they need, but you do. As a leader, you can direct them in what they need. Whether they're going through the change, they don't know, but they just need to know somebody is caring. And I think it goes back to those four needs of followers, which is the compassion, the trust, the stability, and the hope so i would make sure in all communications that that leader is using those four as a litmus test before they let a communication out whether it's a verbal communication or a written communication that they're putting it through that test and to me that is golden because it gives a lot of people don't have that gift of communication and they have to communicate quickly so having some framework set up that they can use I think are are very helpful. So I, I think if I had to summarize, I'd say take care of yourself, be an empathetic listener, make sure you're the one that is is growing and learning yourself, but you know the business inside and out. So you're able to help. And then you want to be that person inspiring others and listening and just living out your core values on a consistent basis every day. The other piece I didn't mention that's just kind of assumed, but I'm gonna bring it up, is knowing. Your team's Clifton Strength, and if you we use Clifton Strengths, which is from Gallup, and that's a way to understand where everybody is, where they're coming from, and and how they're uniquely wired. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention that because that is going to be important. So those are my tips. What are your thoughts as as I share those with you guys today?
1: Yeah, I think um, something that I noted. Well, first of all, I'm glad you brought up the four needs of followers because I think that's really important, you know, just tons of research around that to demonstrate the importance. And when you said trust comes with consistency, which ties into the stability part of the four needs of followers, I think often people mistake this for stability within, you know, no change basically. Well, so uh, what, what are you saying that my my followers need everything to always stay the same it's it's like no they need to be able to trust you as a leader that you are stable that you always have their back right that that they can come to you whenever right. there are times of trials or change and they know that you're gonna behave the same that you know that you have stability uh, mm-hmm. does that make sense like absolutely that,
2: did I that well there yeah
0: yeah. i think it, I think it's really interesting because I was reflecting on my own experience in in a leadership role where I was in an interim role, and in an interim role, you know there's going to be change from the from day one of that role, you know there's going to be change for your team there's going to be a time when you know you're starting that's the new journey, but also there's going to be a time when when you leave and move on, maybe that team's going to step up, maybe somebody else is going to come in to replace you in your role and then I thought, just listening, Dana, to what you were saying well. What would happen if you applied the same mindset as you do if you're interim when you're full-time and you think about, imagine a time when I'm not here anymore. How can I coach and develop my team to be fine in that situation? How can I develop them to be resilient? How can I work effectively work myself out of a job and ensure that they're good enough to make the organization not need me anymore? Because as an interim leader, that's exactly how I think. And Mm -hmm. I think that When I was in full-time roles before, previous, you know, prior to being interim, I didn't think that way, and and I think if I had done, I probably would have spent more time thinking about the needs of the team and creating that resilience and creating that development plan for them. Yeah, being in a role where I explicitly knew that between six and twelve months away I would change, made me much more proactive in how I developed the team as a leader and as a coach.
2: And I think that's why it's important to always have someone you're developing on your team that's your bench, because then you can grow. I always tell people that you, you can't grow if you don't have somebody else that can step in and hopefully that person in this situation had stepped in, um, when the leader left. So,
1: yeah, I love that, Gary. That's taking, that takes it to the next level, you know, Uh It's, it's like, hey, can they trust the situation? Can they trust me? Can they trust the situation? Can they trust me to, to give them what they need? And maybe what they need is learning how to trust themselves in that regard and how to, um, yeah, to follow up with that. So love that you brought that around. Uh, thank you. Yes. Did either of you have anything else to add here? No, I think that I think that's great. Well, thank you, Dana, for so much for bringing this topic to the coacharium today. We hope you've enjoyed our conversation and picked up on one or two tips that you can put into practice right away. We're going to be picking up on questions raised on the coaching forums on Facebook. So do engage, reach out and let us know if there's anything you'd like us to feature in a future episode. You can help us out too. If you liked this conversation, follow and send us a like on social channels, tell your friends and listen in next time.
0: This has been another episode of The Cocharium. Follow, like and subscribe to our content to receive updates on future episodes. Join us again soon in The Cocharium.